welcome to the Tech Ranch. Now, here is your host, the guru of geek, Marlo Anderson. A lot of things have really ramped up in the last week about flying cars. So a little bit later on the show, we're really so going to get really into that. we're really that close to the Jetsons. It, we're getting there. actually amazing what's going on right actually, now. Actually, it was funny. During the break, <laughs> again, during the break, you were showing me some pictures of NASA. I'm like, wow, that's really cool. There's the moon and... What's this celestial body over there? I'm like, and I'm trying to, is it, it's not round. Is it like an asteroid? It was just this tiny little speck off in the distance. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Scratch the screen. What'd you have for breakfast this morning? <laughs> a bagel. Okay, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm thinking it might have been the bagel. With a little cream cheese next to it, right? Well, that would have been the milk. Yeah. Yes, we are now around the moon. Orion is there. This is, I love this last night. The uh, They were interviewing people from NASA, one of the NASA directors said the team is giddy about how well Artemis 1 is performing. I don't know if I've ever heard the word giddy ever come out of anybody from NASA before. It's like watching an episode of The Big Bang Theory, except grown up. They said the imagery coming NASA back from TV the dark side cool. of the moon is stunning. So were there Decepticons? No Decepticons. Chinese? No Chinese. Yet. Yet. So... The closest they've been they've is 80 miles away from the lunar surface. So you never know. So the next time it goes up, it will actually have astronauts, but they will also not land on the moon. And then later this decade, we'll be putting people back on the moon to start building a moon base. They were doing a story on what they were going to deploy from the next moonshot. Yep. And they started talking about based, how some of that technology was based off of some old technology because the old technology had worked so well. And I forget the name of the rover, but they brought up a rover that was supposed to do a 60-day mission on Mars, and it's still chugging along. 11 years later, it's yeah. still fully functioning. It's supposed to have a short lifespan as well. So when you put up a solar-powered anything, it really functions well. Yeah, you're, oh, I forget what they call it, the most efficient Solar arrays we have on the planet right now probably operate at about 30%. So anyway, we're getting way off the topic here again. But Artemis is working like it should. Orion is now, Orion is actually the spacecraft that's going around. So anyway, things are going well with Artemis. So much so that NASA's giddy. So let's just giddy. hope it continues. Wait. So we're talking flying cars because according to you, a lot of technology is taking place, which I'm excited about. But I still have that question about batteries. Boeing tried it, didn't work. So but you're, batteries but you're, off the ground. But you're talking about full si full sized aircraft too. Right. Yeah. And there's actually there are actually But there's still a manufacturers power to weight that are, ratio. Oh yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I can't imagine any type of long term flight outside of an ultralight exactly. with a wingspan of Hundreds and hundreds of feet that would actually be kind able to maintain. Yeah. There is actually a plane, an ultralight that's been developed that will fly indefinitely. I think I saw that. The wings are the wings huge. Pass. Just huge. They call the gossamer, I think. Or no, the gossamer was a human powered vehicle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Back in the Oh, I can't believe I even remember this. It is, it was... You're scaring was, me now. There was a British competition. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. And it was, like, launched in the 50s or the 60s 
and they put like a million pounds or something on it for a prize. It took until 88 before somebody even won it. Did you get the interest? Of, did you get the interest that went along? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But it took 20 or 30 years before because the contest was ongoing until somebody was able to do this course, and it was the Gossamer, that uh, the Gossamer 2, as a matter of fact. So there's at the Smithsonian now, there's the Kitty Hawk, there is the Apollo, and there's the Gossamer, believe it or not. Those are the three aircraft that they show off. Speaking of Kitty Hawk, uh, did you know the Wright brothers only flew together once? Yes. Their That's father correct. forbid them in case there was an accident. Now, I did not know that. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, they, that was... They did that for their father, but they only flew together once. This is such a great show. <laughs> no, <laughs> we're, we're, I learn all these things. We just know way too much stupid crap. We do. We do. <laughs> we be your best trivia partners. I'm so, telling you right now. Well, so, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, before we get into flying cars, you brought up something that I had learned over the week here since we last talked. So, electric cars. Now, I'm not for or against them. I just think they're another form of transportation. It's an option. It's an option. And I don't think it's the ultimate option. I think right. it's a, I agree it's with a that. stepping stone. Yes. I think electric vehicles are a stepping stone right now. To wherever I, we're I going. wish we would have gone further down the road of hybrid because that was something beneficial. I and find we, that interesting that you, bring, yeah, that you bring that Toyota up. Toyota is about the only company that really is like, no, we're... Still doing the hybrids. Yeah. you. The engine in your car is basically a generator, producing enough electricity for your car to run. That makes sense, Electromotives. Right? Yeah. It's efficient. Yeah. There, there's a lot of efficiency. That's why railroads, and look at all the weight that they transport. Exactly. That's why they're electromotives. So there, there was a, of course, a study, but somebody has investigated. Do you know who John Stossel is? Yeah. yeah okay. So Yeah, reporter. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he did this investigative report. Port on electric vehicles. Nightline way back in the day that he was on. Yeah, he does his own thing now. I think because of the politics of the world nowadays, he doesn't get a lot of airtime anymore because I think he is a little more right leaning than most people like. Uh, But with that said, I always have liked John because I thought he was always, yeah, Yeah. he's a good journalist. And if you didn't know his political leaning, you wouldn't know. To me, he's like the modern day Walter Cronkite. Yeah. You didn't know. Did the homework, gets the facts. That's correct. He didn't care about what side it hurt it wasn't about a political agenda but so anyway did this investigative thing on electric cars and he through his whatever came up with a that the first of all the you have to get to 60,000 miles on an electric vehicle before you even start to get close to the carbon footprint that a traditional gas-powered vehicle gets to. And you actually start to see that, a little bit of savings, at 100,000 miles. So when your vehicle gets to 100,000 miles, from that point forward, you will probably be about 20 to 30% less carbon footprint than what a traditional gas vehicle would be. All right, two questions for that. One, how many charges was that to get to 100,000 miles? And... Which set of batteries are you currently on? So they didn't get into that so much. They were just generalizing all of this, right? But what's interesting, so 500 tons of material has to be moved to mine enough pick. And I and they'll line up. I'll have them line up on, on uh, who's on this side, who's on that side. And their goal is to try to convince others. And what happens a lot of times is that when I'm in rural settings, like in Tioga, I just did this in Tioga re- recently, 
and uh, the car side usually wins out. But in in urban settings, they all come back and say, I can order a car anytime I want to, lift an Uber, so I'm taking the smartphone side. So and usually 10 there's years only from one. now, when things trickle down into rural North Dakota, then probably what's, what's that the, answer? Yeah, it probably will be the smartphone, would be my guess. But Yeah, but can that autonomous vehicle... Avoid me getting stuck in a ditch in my four-wheel drive? Probably not. And the fun Probably. that it takes to get out of it. Thank you for listening to The Tech Ranch with the Guru of Geek, Marlo Anderson. This has been a Q1 Network production.